right, here we go. We're long tossing here on this 24th day of September. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, long tossing the last time for Nell on the long tossing podcast. <laughs> There you go again. You're laughing. <laughs> Things haven't changed. He also sounds like a founding father when he says the 24th day of September in this year of 2023. Oh, God. All right. There's a lot to go over here. Again, this is one of these podcasts we can go for four hours. What is oh. so funny? Well, for <laughs> one, glasses. for one, there's no chance that I'm you're, you're doing four hours. You got 10 minutes. <laughs> Right, Max, they're, they're, got to rest the eyes, Stephen. Remember the old people. Remember we we talked about the old people. How we do do things actually the same as you young Gen Z guys, people, women, and they're the same age as my kids. But my kids actually get sarcasm. That, that that's a huge issue there, Stephen. We have to work on the sarcasm. I'm going to send that's you certain things. Project. Yeah, so I'm going to start sending you certain sarcastic words so you could study up for 24. Okay. Sounds good. All right, there's a lot to get into. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. First of all, the Marlins in a great world here have an opportunity to beat the Milwaukee Brewers here this afternoon and take a series. We've got seven games left. It's going to come out here on a Sunday night, this podcast. You'll also get it Monday morning for your commute. But, again, seven games left. Marlins right in this thing, a game out as of right now. But there are also a lot of negatives that have happened as far as injuries go. Sandy Alcantara, he won't pitch this season. Yuri Perez was placed on the 15-day IL. And then, of course, um, this morning we got news that Luis Arise, who had tripped on his stairs when Tanner Scott came out, the lights went out, he hurt his ankle. Uh, he's not playing here on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll do the negative, and then we'll get to the positive, but just both of you, just um, your reaction here to – uh, some of the crazy injuries that have happened here this week. Nell, you want to take that one first? Sure, yeah, since you go first every other time. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 tough because you're losing the best hitter in the National League. And, you know, it means so much to this team. Obviously, everybody gets banged up toward, you know, for a long season. You play through injuries. He's a guy that's been playing through probably a number of Nixon cuts throughout the year, yep. and, and then all of a sudden that happens. You know, it's just you, like you mentioned, Stephen. It snowballed this week when you get the news of Sandy. He tried to come back. He tried to throw in AAA, and then all of a sudden he still feels it. And they just said, "Okay, th that's enough." Uh, you know, Yuri Perez, twenty years old. You're shutting him down because of innings, and he did look like he was fatigued, especially over the last three starts. It really showed out on the mound. And then you know you get the news with a rise. You know. It's the way things are going. You know, luckily the Reds and the Giants have pl almost played their way yeah, out really. of the playoff race. You know, the, after today, the Reds only have five games left. And, you know, they really needed to win the series against Pittsburgh to be able to stay in this race. It looks like it's going to be the Cubs and the Marlins here. Right, exactly. It's going to be a two-team race before that third wild card. And then they're going to face Milwaukee in Milwaukee starting next Tuesday. Uh, or the two Tuesdays ago. Uh, you know, so it's, I think that's the third but, you know, it's just devastating. You know, you go a full season, you know, since 2020, and if you can really count that as a, a playoff year because of the shortened season, this has been an outstanding year, for, I think, for the Marlins. There's a lot of positives, and you go in that last couple of weeks, the last eight games, and all of a sudden you're, you're seeing guys dropping like flies. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, it stinks. It, it, it really stinks, but... We'll see what they can do. You know, 
arises out today. I'm not sure he's out for the remainder, yeah, remainder no, of the year. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that reporting this on Sunday afternoon, yes. Yeah, I don't think he's done for the year. I think we'll see him on Tuesday in New York. I think they're keeping this thing together with scotch tape right now. I they think got it's an off day tomorrow. Incredible what Skip's been able to do with three starting pitchers and guys banged up in a Ryzen burger, and they find a way to win. Um, you know, there's six to play after today, and nobody's going to feel sorry for them, and I wouldn't say the schedule is favorable but they have an opportunity to beat the Mets and the Pirates and um, I'm just super excited to watch six more games of baseball after today with a chance to go to the playoffs there's literally nothing more you can ask for and um, yeah some of the news stinks but these guys in there have got to find a way and this as Skip has talked about many of times uh, when others go down it's an opportunity for others to rise to an occasion and they're going to have that opportunity and I'm super excited to watch that. Nelly I know you were part of some great teams with Seattle and New York, but were you part of similar situation with the Marlins right now, just being in the thick of this late in September, fighting for a wild card spot? If so, what's it like? Um, it last couple of years, I mean, my last couple of years in Seattle, oh, 2002, we were in first place all the way to about the last few weeks or couple of weeks of the season. And then Anaheim, the Angels, wound up winning that division. We never did anything at the trade deadline like the Marlins. They added some really key pieces in that offense. You know, it really helped them out. Seattle never did. Uh, you know, we, once after three weeks, we were pretty much done. 03, you know, we were in first place, and then all of a sudden I got traded to New York. So mm -hmm. as far as what's going on here and you're fighting tooth and nail every single game, luckily I, I'd never been through that. But at the same time, you're going through a playoff race and you're trying to get ready for the playoffs and – you know, you don't want to all of a sudden, I guess, glide or cruise in on on cruise control. You still want to keep up that momentum and the adrenaline. So, because uh, it's very tough to flip the switch. All of a sudden, oh, I'm going to shut it down the last couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, now the playoff starts and they got to flip it up. But it, it's exciting. You know, the Marlin fans should be excited. It's a great time to watch the scoreboard if you're a player. You're always rooting for the other team whenever you're, they're playing a, a team ahead of you. So it's an exciting time. And, and whatever happens, yeah, this has been a huge success. Say, okay, I was just going to ask you, is it a cop-out to say that this was a huge success here in 2023? No, regardless of what they do. I mean, did anybody really pick the Marlins to go to the playoffs this year? It was weird. Year? Their no. team total this year was 76 and a half. Oh, that's because of the pitching. Well, the thing, you know, the thing of it is, yes, exactly. The thing of it is, is if you look at the other other teams that they're fighting with, and that you can include the Padres, you can include the Giants, you can include the Reds. Uh, you have Atlanta and the Dodgers are the two best teams in the National League. Everybody else is really a step backwards. So that really gave the Marlins, uh, you know, if you pitch, they played well, they hit well. Uh, they start out the second half awful, but then all of a sudden August comes and they turn things around. September comes, they turn things around. You know, so and all of a sudden they Such find themselves one game group. back. Yeah, yeah. and I think it all—it's just a testament to the coaching staff and Skip, Skip Schumacher. I told him when we were in Milwaukee, I, I said, Skip, I said, you guys are the reason why this team is doing well, and I—I I totally believe that. And I don't think a manager really has a whole lot to do with whether a team wins or loses, but I think that coaching staff that he built down there and him—I think they had—they have a, one of the big reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Kyle, seven to go, record-wise. Okay, we have one against Milwaukee to finish up this series. You said three against the Mets, three against Pittsburgh. Who, if the Marlins make the playoffs, every Pittsburgh Pirate should uh, get yeah. behind the plate seats for the postseason. Okay. If we also, get I think people think 
like Miami's going to just roll through Pittsburgh next weekend. That team is scorching hot. They're That's scorching a really hot. good yep. team. So I, I, I would hope that doesn't get lost that, hey, if they can win two of three against the Mets, they're in the clear because the Pirates are going to roll over and play dead. I mean, they just came back down 9 nothing against the Reds last night. They have nothing to play for. Basically just buried the yep. Cincinnati Reds this season. Um, because and, and let's also mention the Cubs. Like you guys said, one of you guys mentioned it. They play Atlanta three times, mm-hmm. Milwaukee three times. So let's keep that in mind before we say the number. If it's five and two, if it's four and three, you're asking me what number gets them into the what, postseason? What, five, yes, eighty-five. These next seven five and games, two, eighty-five so and two, eighty-five. Nelly, wins. are you with five and two? And I think eighty-four it, gives yeah. them a chance. I do too. I, I would say yes, but I would say I would say eighty-four as well. I, and I think five and two might be difficult for the Marlins to be able to do that. The Cubs have to play poorly against what? Who they you say? Atlanta. They, they have play Atlanta? Atlanta. So they have they play Colorado today. They finish up their series, have an opportunity to sweep them. Then they have an off day Monday, as long as uh, along with the Marlins, and then three at Atlanta, three at Milwaukee. Now the one thing, yes, teams are going to play them tough because you have to respect the other teams like the Marlins, the Giants, and the Reds. As far as they're in the playoff hunt, you have to respect the fact that hey, you have to go out there and play semi hard. The Atlanta Braves, because they don't play again right after the season for another six days, they're going to have to keep things going. And Mm -hmm. these guys want to play every day. So that could be a positive for the Marlins as far as them beating the Cubs. The Brewers are in a different category. Yes, they want to beat the Cubs because they're a rival, but at the same time, they have to get ready for Tuesday. They're not going to do anything to jeopardize them trying to advance to the division series against a Cubs team. You know, will they play? They could easily go turn around. They could be a, a, a six-game series against the Cubs. This is a really important game for obvious reasons with Miami. But let's just say Miami wins this. If Miami Cubs wins, win. If Miami wins today, they will win 85 games this season. Okay. Now I have another hot take. Wait, wait. Can I finish real quick? I guess so, sure. So if the Mar- this is not only a big game for the Marlins, but I'm saying this could play into the future too. Marlins beat Milwaukee and the Cubs win. That means that Milwaukee doesn't clinch that division title which would then mean possibly well, yeah. they go out maybe they don't like the Cubs rest lose. yeah maybe they don't rest their guys or take it as lightly as maybe they would if they won today go ahead with even you, if Dave. we win today and the Cubs lose they can still they celebrate so, yep, you're right um people I, I find it a little bit I, I know we continue to talk about the Cubs here's my take the Marlins will be more concerned about the Diamondbacks next Friday than the Cubs I think the Cubs will finish in the second spot. The Diamondbacks end with Houston, who are still fighting. and They're I, only a half a game in front of the third spot. I know. They've dropped I think that when far. it's all said and done, the Brewers are going to claim the second spot. I think they're going to overpass and overtake the Diamondbacks. And our concern come next Friday, it'll be a dogfight with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who end the season with the Houston Astros. Three against Houston, two against New York, three against the White Sox. And it's going to favor That's the Marlins. They, yes. I mean, we talked about the doubleheader. I don't think they're going to be able to play a game today in New York because of the weather. They may wind up playing a doubleheader tomorrow. Very tough to sweep, so that benefits the Marlins as well. I think it's going to come back down to the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. I think the Cubs are a pretty good team. I think they're going to sweep the Rockies today without an issue. Um, and then we'll see. But, I, I you know, Chicago will go to Atlanta. I think the Marlins are getting into the playoffs because I think the Diamondbacks the and the schedule, Cubs are just going to falter down the yeah. stretch. Yeah. Like, I, the Cubs cannot hold a candle to that Atlanta Braves offense that we know all too well, and they have to continue to play. Uh, I know Morton's done now for the Braves until the postseason, but 
I, I could see a world where some way, somehow, 83 wins could get you in. I seriously mean do, that. Do you guys see a scenario where we see possibly Matt Moore open for this team? Just based on what we saw yesterday and based on the current state of this team, do you guys see that in the future? <laughs> I could see them saying, how do you feel? Give us four innings as yeah. a starter. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe even as a starter. Yeah, why because not? Uh, let's like let's just play hypothetical. If the Marlins get in, what's your rotation look like? Is it just going to be Brax? It's is Lizardo, it going to be and Cabrera? Lizardo and Garrett, and then it's probably a bullpen Cabrera? day if you go to Game Three. Right. I don't think you can. I don't think you can go Cabrera. I think that's. I think it's more risky to use Cabrera as a starting pitcher than utilizing a bullpen day. I think Cabrera has proven to be a little ineffective at times in terms of the walks and stuff, and you can't have that. Let's say they go to the postseason. I don't think you can start him. I don't think you can start him in Milwaukee. Number one, against the third most patient team in baseball in a hostile environment on the road, I think they would have to utilize a bullpen. Ellie? I would agree as well. And you don't know how these guys respond in the postseason. You know, once the postseason starts, it's a different animal. You would hope that they don't make the situation any bigger than what it is. And that's what a lot of guys have problems with when, okay, they have great – 162 game seasons, and then all of a sudden they get in the postseason and, and decide that they have to elevate their game. They don't. And the guys that have success don't elevate their game. They stay the same and try to treat it, even though you have more eyeballs on you, they try to treat it as a normal game. And, and they're the ones that have the success. The ones that you don't know what Lazardo, you don't know what Braxton Garrett's going to do. Uh, you know, like Kyle said, it could be 83 wins, could be 84, could be 85. It all depends on the Cubs and how they play. It yep. also depends on the Marlins and how they play. They cannot play baseball like they've done, they've done the last five days as far as making mistakes, mental mistakes. Not the errors, that's going to happen. Physical errors, it's going to happen. Mental mistakes, you have to eliminate. And you can't go in, you know, if you win today, you can't go in thinking that you're going to beat the Mets two out of three when you haven't done it yet. And the Pirates, like you mentioned, they beat the Cubs two out of three. They're all of a sudden they could sweep the Reds if they win today. So this is a team that's very hot, and they want to play spoiler, even even though that's not what you play for. You took the words right out of my mouth, and Kyle, I think you can hit on this too. It's been sloppy, this homestand. It just has been. Guys not covering bases. Yeah, I don't really understand why. I thought maybe at the end of the 16-game stretch, you know, they were just tired. I'm having a hard time understanding why at the most crucial moment of the season it, it feels this this is going to sound accusatory but like a lack of focus and concentration in the little things they did so well for six months it's like it's escaped them whether it's base running or just like the simple throws or the errors i i don't know but maybe it's the pressure maybe, maybe it's it the is. pressure yeah. of this whole thing because even though they've won a couple of games this week against new york and milwaukee you just feel like you ran a marathon afterwards. It's like, how did they do Probably it? Instead of teeth. earlier in the season when they were rattling off wins. I'll tell you how they did it. They pitched well. They got timely hits. Terrific approach at the plate. Two terrific defense. Nails in the bullpen. That's really carried them this week. Um, I, 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 maybe it's the pressure. I don't know. What needs to get back, both of you, real quick? I'm going to start here. I think what needs to get back is there two out hitting. And I'm going away from the fundamentals and the small. But I thought when the Marlins were peak Marlins, it was two out hitting. I just remember De La Cruz widening his stance, and he was coming up with big hit after big hit. The two out hitting to me is peak Marlins. What is that trait for you guys, for this team to just finish out strong here this last seven? I think Kyle's right in a lot of ways. And, and, and you know, you don't know how guys respond to pressure. 
you, you know, you look, they've been playing pretty much playoff baseball for over a month now as far as playing and trying to keep pace with everybody else in and out of the wild card. You don't know how coming down to the last seven, eight games, how they're going to handle things. You know, sometimes that baseball, you know, has eyes. The next thing you know, you're, you're, you're booting it all over the place or you're not getting over covering first. You, you get a mental block and you don't know how these guys are playing. Now, in order to win, you got to pitch. You know, I thought Lazardo's outing yesterday was okay and then poor at the end. Uh, you know, you look at Cabrera. Hopefully he can go out and, and do what he did last outing and, and fill up the strike zone, throw up, throw your and, and establish your fastball. I really loved how he pitched the last yep. day. But I think it's a lot of pressure. I don't know. Hitting is one thing. Yes, you have to score some runs to win the game. But you also have to pitch and you have to shut down other teams and you can't give outs away. And they gave outs away against the Mets. They've given them out so far. They got lucky yesterday. One mistake that Woodruff made to Berger for the three-run homer in the first. But you cannot give outs away. Kyle. What was that characteristic for you? I know. I know. I don't know. You know, the back end of the bullpen has still been good. I don't I don't know if it's just one characteristic. Like, they did get the big hit late in games. That was clutch. I don't know if that's a characteristic. I, I, I don't know. It just it's felt a little bit more sloppy. Like, you, you know, okay, you know what I think I would go with? Base running. Mm. Base running. The first thing that Skip talked about in spring training. I think that was a characteristic early on. Taking the extra 90, being overly aggressive when you need to, but just doing the little things on the bases to put yourself in a position. Because remember, early on in the season, before they got Bell and Berger, they were getting three, four hits to score runs. Now that the great thing is they don't have to do that now because they have some power. But to, to, to me, if they want to win another three, four, five games this season, and I think five gets them in, I think they will go to the playoffs. And you can old takes expose this. If they win today, they will go to the playoffs. Um, I think they just need to run the base as well. There you have it. All right, now this is your uh, last game in the booth in 2023. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> See you next year or no? How do you think this yeah. one will? All right, so you want to come back? I do. All right, well, you're in. What's your favorite memory, <laughs> Nell? Is it Marlins on deck segment four? He's is been dying to do this. The walk-offs. Segment four. Has it been the podcast? What has stuck out to you as far as the radio experience for Marlins Radio in 2020? Well, if you want to wrap all those in together, I'd rather have a root canal than do any of that. <laughs> but I think it's all the off-the-air stuff. That, yeah. That's my favorite. Okay. You now know, let's I, bring that on you the know, air last, for five you know, for, Seriously, in all seriousness, you know, Kyle laughing more this year, and I've seen him laugh more this year, because when last year, I didn't see him laugh a whole lot. And I was like, well, does he even smile? Does he get jokes? I mean, what does he do? Is he How's, how's this working? The next thing you know, I mean, he's nonstop laughing. Why at, do you think? Well, because for one, I'm probably the funniest guy you guys have ever met. Right. But you're, another, you're, you're it's just, I don't know. He seems more relaxed, and it was really nice to see him laugh. Yeah. You know, there's a few times maybe he would have spit out water if he, but I, I really enjoyed. We had some great I mean, laughs. I think you guys have done a tremendous job, both Stephen and, and Kyle. You guys have done, seriously, a, a tremendous job this year. Thank you. And uh, you really have, have turned this thing around, and, and I'm proud of you guys. Well, thank you. We appreciate that, Nelly. It's been fun. I can't wait to do it for a long time to come. Seriously, why not? Yeah, absolutely. We make it up as we go. We have some fun. We're honest. Working for the people, for the fans. Give them the honest truth. I think they like that. Well, it's been awesome working with Nell. 
Um, I've learned so much baseball. Hey, when's the barbecue, Steve? And Nell, are you flying down for the barbecue? Yeah, when is do, it? I'm going to do uh, – well, it depends. I packed for three weeks, and I also <laughs> carded my – What? You packed for three weeks? Yeah. I brought two suitcases. Look. No. Take, take a look up here. What do you mean two Please, <laughs> no. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, look. Are you kidding me? I got my, my Marlins one, and then I have my three-week one. It wouldn't even be three run. weeks. Oh, how long would it be? It would be two weeks. All right. Even even so, it's like 10 days, right? Or how Yeah, like 14 at the most. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a three-week wow. thing. I thought we were oh on the road God. and stuff. No, if they yeah. go to the playoffs, they would. And then would... we sweep the Brewers. Listen. Then we would go on the road to yeah, where? Listen to me. Exactly. So it's, no, it's going to no, be a long wrong. time. No, it would be two full weeks. We'd come home two Sundays from now. The wild card round is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the divisional series would be Saturday, Sunday, and we would come home after game two at the DS to play here for games three and four. So only two weeks. Oh, okay. Oops. There's always laundry mats as well. Where did you go to school? Keen. Kane, Keene. Yeah, Keene University. Going to campus tour tomorrow did on they the off Did teach anything there? <laughs> Not packing, I guess. Three packing. weeks. Three weeks. Whatever. He's got two suitcases. What do you think Bean down there, the clubhouse guy, what did you think he said when he saw Steven Strom have two name tags on two suitcases? No, this isn't – I'm carrying this on. He's got to carry on. Yeah, I'm carrying this on. The other one, obviously, is at the, the, the cart thing, okay. which I'm a little weary about. I feel like this is like a rookie prank coming. I looked at my suitcase, and I was like, oh, man, like I have a bad feeling about this. Did you put a lock on it? What do you mean? Like, like lock the suitcase? No, of course not. I zipped it up. But I'm just saying because it's oh, all rookie stuff. That was a, I didn't know nah, you zip up Steven, suitcases. Steven, you're thinking way too much okay. about the rookie thing. That's now, fine. if we have even more time, I don't think the rookie hazing type stuff is nearly what it used to be back in the day. I don't think, yeah. I I think they so. make well, it's a lot better they, now. Yeah, because they make you, guys you dress like a dinosaur. Yeah, there's like an so inflatable. much money now. You guys, they go out and they buy all these great outfits. We used to have to do... We had to go to the Salvation Army, and we had a collection, <laughs> and that's how guys got dressed up. You know, it wasn't one of those things, hey, we're, you know, looking online and then ordering all the minion suits and all this other stuff. It was like, wow, they're really taking it to the next level. But we had to do the old school and go to Salvation Army and, and you know, there might be some bugs in a few pants and stuff. What would you dress up as? Uh, my rookie year, I got dressed up twice. I was the only rookie in the beginning of the year in 92. We were in Oakland, and Oakland was a little bit different back then because you had to go through the crowd to go to the bus because the stadium was configured differently. I had a pink kimono, <laughs> pajamas <laughs> with flip-flops, and uh, that, that looked great. And then the last... <laughs> the They weren't very creative, so the very last in, in September... We got dressed up again in Texas. And see, you don't know. I mean, it's not like you get a heads up. They Automatically, you come in, and all of a sudden, they've taken your suit. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. So I got it twice, and you had to wear your uniform. I there, had to wear my uniform. There's a plane. couple of guys. I think Braxton Garrett is about to do it for the fourth time. We used to have a thing, and I, and I came up with because I once I got dressed up, then I made sure I helped out and, got, and dressed everybody else up. Mm. But in New York, they never did it until we got there in 96. And I asked and I said, hey, can we dress up? They said, just make it respectfully but we had a rule if you were if you were still considered a rookie the next year you had to do it again you had to do it again yeah it wasn't one of those Dang. things oh i already done it nope hang with him all right it's been so much fun nelly love you dog okay and uh appreciate you for everything that you do appreciate all the knowledge that you've given to this booth and uh 
Kyle, I, I well, see, I see it's soaked see in. I see it's really days. soaked in, It has. Steven. No, it really has. It really has. It really has. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the last long tossing with Nell until 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next Sunday. <laughs>